This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. This is another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Nick. Join with me, as always, are my co-host. To my left, I have Andrelfio. Super present. And to my right, I have Ja Red. Ever more present. And we are here with, uh, you know, this is the halfway through the season uh, episode. Uh, so a couple, couple things to keep you excited about. We got a bit of news. The trade deadline just ended yesterday. And holy cow, this is the most active NFL trade deadline there has ever been. On top of that... We're going to do some flexi action, and then after flexi action, we'll do our previews as well as uh, reviewing. Actually, we might not do preview this week. We might just review where we thought our teams would be at this point in the season because um, we listened to them earlier, and uh, some of us were right, some of us were wrong, so we'll yeah. just uh, sit around for that. Uh, let's talk about the biggest piece of news on the table right now. Uh, that is the Minnesota Vikings did trade a second and a fourth round pick to the Detroit Lions for TJ Hawkinson and two more fourths. Um so just my initial reactions. First off, I didn't think this was possible. I didn't even think TJ Hawkinson was going to be on the table because he's kind of too good of a player and trading him within the division kind of just like blew me out of the water. A young player too. And yeah, he's like, only yeah, 25. Say, well, you're a huge developmental piece within the Lions. We're like, yeah, we'll deal. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, they get a second and a third. So like that's pretty good value for a tight end. Uh, but at the same time, the Vikings... You know, haven't really had a nice tight end in a while outside of Kyle Rudolph, who in his latter years were not, you know, quality, but not like a, not a fancy guy, right? Like you wanted Kyle Rudolph because he'd maybe get some red zone touches. Not going to be that run after the catch type of guy where TJ Hawkinson's actually super athletic, uh, very tall. TJ. Uh, he looks dumb to me. Every time you look at him, he's got like a dumb look on his face. Well, it's also funny to see him from when he got drafted having his like short little curly hair. Now it's just extremely long. He looks weathered from the line. So I think this is going to be a, a pleasant surprise. Wouldn't be shocked if he shows up next season with a haircut. I'm just going to say it now. It's a bold prediction, but I think it's true. It was a long three and a half years for him. That's for sure. Yeah. But one thing that's very exciting about this trade is looking around the division. Uh, I think it's fair to say the Vikings have the best wide receiver on the team or in the division at this point in time. I think it's fair to say that the best running back in the division, um, they definitely at this point in time have the best quarterback in the division, obviously year by year. Burn. We're going to leave that there. Burn. But now do they have the best tight end in the division? They definitely have the best yeah. fullback in the division. I mean, I don't even think the other teams have a fullback. Well, so the only answer was like, well, the Lions have TJ Hawkinson. No, they don't. Right. You think about it, it was Irv Smith, it was Cole Komet, and it was Bob Tunyon. So of those, yes, TJ Hawkinson is the best tight end. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. It's definitely definitely looking bright. Arrow this up. is going to be a really hard, really hard heartbreak at the end of the season. Uh, so that being said... Uh, there's a couple other trades that happen. AJ, you want to talk about that uh, that Bradley Chubb trade? Well, I don't have the contracts up on me, but yes, I'll say this is actually a crazy pick because Bradley Chubb was traded to Miami. And the cool part about this is it was all part of a three round or three first that they got from the Niners for them moving up for Trey Lance. So they essentially traded all three of those first back, got player impacting or game impacting players. And one of those, I can't believe they got them. 
Yeah. Riley Chubb, yes, he's missed quite a few games. I think he misses, what, six or seven games a season. but an, Or the at, whole season. Or the whole season. But yeah, he tore his ACL. But absolutely an impact player. I think it's going to be massive for them. Um, and honestly, Tyreek Hill was on stream playing Fortnite at the time, and that dude was jacked. So I think this was going to be one of the best trades this season. It's yeah, like the Von Miller move. I think that's what the Miami D was missing. Their cornerbacks and safeties are really strong. Linebacking is okay. But to get Bradley Chubb, pass rushing machine, they can put up points. He's going to be put in a position to get sacks. Great trade. Yeah, super great trade. Um, Looking back on the division, the Bears traded away Roquan Smith, um, Pro Bowl linebacker, to the Ravens. They got a second for him, and then they took that second and went ahead and shipped that over to the Steelers, and uh, they got Chase Claypool out of that. How do you guys feel about the Claypool deal? I think he's just one of those guys that was on the move. I yeah he obviously has to be upset the fact that they made him pick George Pickens I think was again we talked about this afterwards I'll say it was a harsh reality for it is he a good player yeah dude runs angry I'll say if you guys watch good morning football he actually just won angry runs for his play against the Eagles so it happened but I think it's a good trade and they also didn't trade that pick they had to trade their own pick I believe well they got a second delta second yeah well, no, same it was thing. it was nothing. Um, I just don't trust the trade. I mean, I get the. Tra- I mean, actually, I really don't get the trade. I don't get it's it. It's like you're gutting your team, but then you trade for a wide receiver when you haven't given Darnell Mooney even a chance to progress, nor Justin Fields for that matter. I, I just don't get it. Like, why you're not going to be put in a position to make a playoff run? You're not going to be put in a position probably next year to make a playoff run. Why trade away your picks for? a guy that you could probably get somewhere else in the draft. I mean, I'm on the fence of fence for it. I think a second was probably the highest I would have traded for Claypool. Uh, but at the same time, Claypool really hasn't been playing with good, good quarterback play. I mean, he had the very tail end of Ben Roethlisberger's career, which we all saw was not very good. Then he's been playing with Mitch and uh, uh, Pickett, which the passing game is just not there. Um, that being said, turning over to the bears. Well, Fields hasn't necessarily been the prolific passer either, so probably not the best situation for Claypool, who probably wants to maximize out on his next contract. This is his third year, um, so he's gonna be on. The, he's gonna he's got next year, and then he's gonna either get an extension or probably go somewhere else. Um, on the contrary, he is basically the exact opposite of what Darnell Mooney is. Yeah. Mooney, very small, um, shifty route runner type player. Where Chase Claypool is like six four, he's a tank. Um, high high point catches balls. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where he might maybe it's just he needed a new scene and now he might take off because uh, we've seen flashes in the past of it being pretty darn baller. I mean, his rookie year was pretty electric. He was baller. He's still he was baller when he got the chance this year. Yeah. Um, so so I, I it's definitely one of those things where I would rather not have Claypool in the division. But I'm also sure. not like super scared of Fields and Claypool. Well, it would have been a lot better if he went to the Packers. No one. See, I would have been more scared if Claypool went to the Packers yeah. than, than Chicago. Well, and did you read out the Packers also offered a second round pick for him? And they said no, because they thought the Bears were going to have a, a higher pick in the draft. I don't think it's going to be by much at this point, uh, but at least that's probably they they traded to the Bears. So I'm surprised the Packers couldn't be like, we'll offer you a fifth with it. Just well, to, exactly. Just to or you some have to do cash, something. You know, be like, yo, we'll give you, you know, this amount of money, you know, five mil and uh, a second bribery. Whatever. But it could work. It could work. Um, any other notable trades you guys want to talk about? Anything specific? I, I want to talk about one that didn't get traded with a Brandon Cooks. 
That dude has always just been like the nicest guy in the world. Just like plays his tail off, keeps getting traded. And then I, he signed his deal before Deshaun Watson. And yes, is getting paid a lot of money. But if I was him, I would be absolutely livid with the fact that I did not get traded. And I'm sure, I mean, he's what, 29, 30 years old at this point? He's, I think he's 29. Yeah, it's like, just let him chase it. I obviously, if you can get something and there was a ton of offers for him, I'd, if Chase Claypool is going for a second, he's at least got to be a third. I just didn't mostly I, due I, to his age. Yeah, I just I didn't want to trade a th- as as a as a Viking fan. I did not want because there were talks about the Vikings. They're absolutely going for were, cooks. yeah. Uh, and yeah, they wanted a third and something else. And it's like, first off, this is an old wide receiver. Second off, the Vikings don't need wide receiver help. At least, not my opinion. Uh, and third, it's like, you know, wide receivers, they're somewhat expendable. Not quite to the extent that running backs are, but it's like, do you really want to, you know, shell a day two pick into a receiver that number one has been with like 10 different teams already? What are the odds that he's going to stay in Minnesota a long time or whichever team he goes to? Uh, And number two, it's just like, I I don't know. At the 30 old wide receiver, that really going to make much of a difference for many teams. Maybe the Packers or a couple other teams that like were really hurting at wide receiver, but most of the ones that are good that you would expect to load up all have really good wide receiver cores, except for maybe arguably the Giants. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. You know, actually they have the worst, and yet they're six and two. Good for them though. But Seattle, them. Seattle looks pretty good too, though. Seattle does look pretty good. Honestly, I didn't say okay, they didn't. So, so for uh, coach of the year, is it Pete Carroll or? Debo, Dabo, oh, neither dude. It's Kevin O'Connell mm-hmm. or Nick Sirianni or yeah. Dabo. Honestly, yeah, Dable, Dable, could Dable. be Dable. <laughs> whatever's name. Dable, could be Dable. Dable. Jared, Jared, in the wrong names. No, I think for for coach of the year right now, it's, it's so hit or miss. But yeah, I'll say because you have Kevin O'Connell is doing great. Nick Sirianni, we're undefeated right now, and then still you have to look at Andy Reid, and still, yeah, they're very good. I don't know. Honestly, I, I think I went to toss up right now. I wouldn't even bet on that until. I mean, defensive rookie of the year, pretty easy sauce. At this point, yes. Defensive rookie. How about offensive rookie of the year? It would have been Brees. It, it absolutely would have been Brees. Um, I think, depending how the rest of the season goes, I would look at probably Damian Pierce, depending on. Yeah. Yeah. Again, kind of what happens. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be Kenny Pickett. I could see it being Chris Olave. Yeah. he's He's been balling for a wide receiver. Um, not quite the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase that we've been used to the last two uh, years, but we were very spoiled by those two guys. Yeah, that, and Chris Olave is is balling out. Um, I don't know about. Th- I think he's like wide receiver nineteen now after this week, but prior to that, he was wide receiver twelve. And for a rookie, yeah, that's yeah, fantastic. Solid. You know, um, and also Michael Thomas. God, I just don't like you, man. How about offensive rookie of the year? I'm thinking like yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's what we're talking. No, oh, you're talking about rookie. rookie. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I'm just saying straight up player of the year. Offensive player of the year. I'm, I'm thinking oh, Tyreek. Yeah, dude. It pretty much Tyreek almost is, has to be Tyreek. I would say, especially if he dude, sets the record. It could dude. be, Eckler. and he's on pace. It could yeah. be Eckler though. Eckler's coming up. Well, um, who's yeah, the number one running back right now? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Chubb has could the, be Chubb. Nick Chubb has the most. Could be Henry. I mean, hard to be a running back, but. Nick Chubb has the most rushing touchdowns um, in the first eight weeks since Jim Brown. Yeah, it could be Chubb. It could be Chubb. It could be Eckler. It could be, who knows, maybe Henry pulls it back together and finishes super strong. Was, honestly, 200 yeah. games, 200 yeah. yards a week. He just crushed the Texans is what he always does. Dude, you um, watch him? It's like he hasn't skipped a beat. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so let's talk about this MVP race. Josh Allen. I think it's still, honestly, so you're Absolutely. saying... I'll say if the Eagles keep doing what we're doing, it's still like, I think at least Jalen Hurts is in the conversation. He's definitely in the conversation, but, but it's still, yeah, I agree with Jared. It's Josh right now. Yeah. It's it, until Josh Allen, like 
completely blows up, which the, the thing about Josh Allen is he's throwing interception and he's throwing bad balls. But yet the NFL wants to get behind the Bills because they're getting a lot of attention because of Josh Allen. And Mahomes already stated at the match last year that Josh Allen should have won the year prior instead of Aaron Rodgers. Probably. So that's why I bet on him. I mean, right after the right when I heard that, I was like, I'm betting on Josh Allen this year. And it was six to one odds. I mean, that's good odds. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the, the dude's amazing. I'll say, especially with that team, what he's going to do with Naheem Hines. Yeah. The Bills traded for Naheem Hines. Burns a lot of uh, James Cook owners. And Devin Singletary owners. I see. I don't, th- I don't think it does. I think Naheem Hines is going to take over just that perfect little oh, complimentary third. piece. Yeah. And that's what they've needed in a lot of these third downs. Like, yes, Josh Allen is still going to complete it because he's that guy. Just well, super clutch with like a 14, 17-yard reception. But when you add Naheem Hines into it, it's going to be very scary on third down to see what they're going to do. And I think it's going to help Stefan Diggs as well. Yeah. So they're also with that being said as well, with the Bills similar in the same exact division, the Dolphins pick up Jeff Wilson. So with that backfield completely muddled, same with uh, Denver Broncos now with Chase Edmonds. Oh, he won't play. Are you guys still looking at playing any of these players on the running back squads of Denver or Miami? I say I think Jeff Wilson, I would say just due to Raheem Mostert's injury history and, and past as we get towards like the later part of the year. I think Josh Wilson, Jeff Wilson is much more of like a stash right now. Just kind of hoping that happens. But again, it's the Raheem Mostert show. They've already played together. They know each other. They're both 49ers running backs. But now they're just in Miami. Would you look to tra- if you had one of the players, would you look to trade to another team that also has one of the other players as like a stacking move? What? So you want to like swap and give him the handcuff no, and then no, you no. take the other handcuff? Well, you you trade him for a handcuff for say if you need a wide receiver, quarterback, whatever, because the bye weeks are coming up. I would re- I think it I would rather hold them and hope that they get you never want to pray for an injury, right? Yeah. But like, I think that it's better value. It's just to, if you're planning on like future play, I would just hang on to them and uh, hope something happens where they end up starting. Especially if you're the one with Jeff Wilson. I think out of all those guys, he's the one that's probably the closest to a number one running back um, out of all the running backs that were traded. Yeah. That's just me though. That's fair. All right. Let's get right, into fantasy. Be, yeah. That let's one, do some flexi action. Uh, well, it was a lot of very exciting. I mean, TJ Hawkinson's going to score a lot of stuff. 20 touchdowns. I mean, that's huge. Honestly, you I heard am, it here first. I am probably going to sit him this week for Isaiah Likely. Shoo. Yeah, I yeah maybe. That's definitely a trigger. Yeah, I definitely would. Like yeah, I, said, I definitely have, would. You have actually. a couple days of practice. Likely Isaiah sure. Likely's at least been there. And if Mark Andrews gets hurt or doesn't play, then he's going to be a number one tight end easy. Yeah. All right. Let, let's hop into the flexi action. F L. E X Y Flexi 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 All right, so for the Flexi action, uh, we do have quite a few teams on by this week. We have the Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, the New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. So definitely some big name players off this these teams. Uh, a few to note would be Nick Chubb, um, what CD uh, off Denver, probably nobody really, at least impactful. <laughs> uh, Giants, again, no, well, Saquon, Saquon, of course, that's huge. And Daniel Jones as of late. 
He's all right. He's a, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, Najee, even though not super hot the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then the 49ers, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got um, whichever running back is running that week, you know. Christian McCaffrey. Right. You know, so a lot of, a lot of big names. So that being said, uh, you know how this goes. I'm going to do wide receivers. AJ's got the backs. And then Jared's got tight ends, but he's also got a couple extra special picks for you outside Mixing. of the tight ends. So special. without uh, further ado, I'm going to start. Uh, my wide receivers are going to be pretty darn obvious. We got Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter, uh, both wide receivers for Los Angeles Chargers. So it sounds like Keenan Allen's not playing. Mike yeah. Williams is already out. Uh, currently, the team that they're playing is giving up the 31st most points to uh, wide receivers. Palmer had 12 targets last week. That's fantastic. And DeAndre Carter had seven targets last week. A lot of volume there. Uh, if you need a flexi action, I would go with either one of those because they're both available in either 66% of leagues or 97% of leagues. So odds are they're on the free agents. No, free agency. Uh, yeah, it's a great call on saying you have to. Osnackler's going to get 38 targets that game, but... A lot. Other passes are going to have to go elsewhere, so I think you're correct there. All right, my flexi again, running backs. Khalil Herbert. He's been one of those guys. Yes, David Montgomery is still the one, but going into this week where there is, maybe you got a CMC. Maybe you have a Nick Chubb, and you absolutely have to get a guy in there. Yes, he might be the running back too, but they have said week in, week out, we have to get him more touches, and you're seeing every week he's just putting up numbers with those. I don't think David Montgomery's going anywhere, but looking into this week playing Miami, they are not the greatest against the run. They have two very good corners. I don't know if Byron Jones is playing, so that, again, more inviting. Yes, the addition, like we alluded to earlier with Bradley Chubb, might make a little bit more of an impact, but I still think Khalil Herbert in this game where he's more involved in the passing game will matter. Truth. That's the truth. Tight end flexi of the week, and this is actually so... I want to preface this. If you have preface. him, if you have him, he is available in like 25% of leagues. Should be. I would be playing Tyler Higby this week. Tyler Higby against Tampa. Tampa cannot stop a runny nose against a tight end this year. Fifth worst team again in the NFL. Uh Rams are coming off a tough loss. Cooper Cup may or may not play this week. There's going to be a lot more targets. Van Jefferson could be in the question, but I'm really liking Higby in this. He's getting targets. And Cup is out. Tyler Higby for the win. Cup is probably playing, but yeah, I was like, it's still gonna, it's still going to help even on like a limited basis. If Cup is not one hundred percent, you might actually look at other receivers. So I like that call. Uh, my next flexi is actually going to be a throwback to last week. Uh, it was Ooh. a flexi last week, but this was a huge hitter. So if you ended up playing them. I'm super stoked for you. That's going to be Arizona Cardinals wide receiver, Rondale Moore. Uh, so number one, keep in mind, playing the Seahawks. And currently, the Seahawks are very stingy against the pass. So obviously, not the best matchup you're looking for. I think they're giving up uh, the third least amount of points, which is, you know, that doesn't look very inviting. But this is why you should play him. Last week against the Vikings, he had eight targets, caught seven of them for 92 yards and a touchdown. Second reason you should play him. Uh, three weeks prior, the Arizona Cardinals played Seattle in Seattle and he had 10 targets there granted six catches on him, but Hey, fantasy football is all about volume. This dude is a playmaker. And if the ball is in his hands, he's got the speed for a breakaway touchdown. That's what he did against Minnesota. hundred percent predicted that one. Uh, so I'm going to ride that one till I die. Rondale Moore is my second flexi of the week. I dig it. And he is also super small, tiny, like so small. They can't catch him. Yeah. Crazy small. Looks like a, like a, a little bit taller version of Darren Sproles out there. I mean, at this point, are y'all trying to trade or trade away DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, I would trade for him, uh, if anything. Yeah. Honestly, dude, he's 
been an absolute monster since he came back. Monster. So whatever PED he was on, long-lasting effects. He's crushing it right now. All right, second running back, Flexi this week. Nick, with all due respect, just because I think they're going to have to get garbage points and nothing else, but it's going to be Antonio Gibson. Mm. Yes, Brian Robinson is back. Gibson. He's not the guy that was just toted, the hyped guy. Obviously, he got shot, so... I'm not going to say this wholeheartedly, but as you look at it, the dude just does not receive the ball out of the backfield. That's going to be an issue in the game. They're most likely to be down, even with Taylor Heineke. So if you're going to focus on it, Antonio Gibson just week in, week out has been a lot more effective. And so going into a, a tilted Vikings team that is playing very well right now, I'd much rather have the passing down back than I would the power back when you're looking at a commander's offense. For that reason, Antonio Gibson back to... I wouldn't say running back two status, but perfect flexi here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my specialized instinct is telling me this. For the Ravens, with Andrews being out, with Bateman being out, you're going to have likely, if you stashed him, if he's available, go pick him pick up right him up now. This week. If you can go get him, go get him right exact, like right now, right when you're hearing this. Um but I'm also looking at Demarcus Robinson. Seven targets last week, six catches. He was involved last week a lot. And I think that the Saints are actually going to win this week. So I think uh, the Ravens are going to be down. So I would be looking at Kenyon Drake or Demarcus Robinson for the Ravens this week for Monday night. That's fair, but I do wholeheartedly disagree with you about the Ravens losing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Even after a shutout, honestly, I think you're wrong, but that's okay. That's why it's flexy. It's fun. I don't have any other flexies. It's kind of scarce this week. Oh, it absolutely is. I say so. I did pick one one additional running back. More of an honorable mention. I wouldn't personally trust it, but again, if you're in a situation where like you have to make a move, potentially trade for AJ Dillon here. Don't give up a ton. Yes, he has not been. Um, I think the the shining light that a lot of zero running back truthers were going for. But looking at this game, they're going against Detroit. What does that mean over the past couple of weeks? He has been the easiest, or the, the Lions have been the easiest team to run against, throw against. They're just a team where a lot of points are going to be scored. And again, divisional game. Jared, what does that usually do for these? It's close. And I'll say it's always close. In that situation, the Packers should run the ball. And Aaron Jones can only get so much work. There is absolutely possibility that A.J. Dillon houses one. Or again, you're talking from the one yard line. He's a bulldozer. Let him go get the touchdown. I say that as an Aaron Jones owner. Don't want to see it, but it's going to happen. A.J. Dillon, you've had him on your bench for a reason. Start him up. Yeah, I, this whole Packers game at Detroit is going to be tough because we lost to him last year and we went 13-4. and four. So going into it this year, can we keep up? Can the Packers score points? I guess we'll see. Solid three and five, though. Solid. It's like my fantasy team right now. Oh, it could be worse. I'll say I'm two and six. So I'm going to talk about uh, real quick streaming a defense. If you need a defense this week because the Cowboys are out. Who I'm looking at? I'm looking at the Chiefs defense for show. If I'm streaming with Malik, if they can stop the run, it could be an easy six to eight points. I'm not talking about anything crazy because they're probably not going to throw a ton, but easy 68 points if available. I'm going with the Dolphins defense at Chicago. It's going to be high scoring. Justin Fields is going to be throwing a lot. That means a lot more interceptions, a lot more sacks, big points for the win. Going with the defense, I'll say I like the, the difference maker, uh, but that's all I got. I'll say I'm out of flexies. Again, we're looking at a scarce week. I would personally call it the bipocalypse because there is, I mean, if you're hit by it, which you could be, 
imagine you had Nick Chubb, you had CMC, which could not happen. But if you did, things are getting scarce. Deal with it. All right, let's move on here. Let's let's uh let's talk about where our teams are sitting at right now and where we kind of predicted them to be. This sounds fun, so right, Jared? Currently, <laughs> currently the Packers are three and five. The Eagles are seven and zero. Oh. The Vikings are six and one. Uh, Eagles have the number one seed. Vikings <laughs> have the number two seed, at least in the NFC. Um, and then the Packers are currently not in the playoff projection. But that does not mean that they're not going to at least hit the wild card spot. And I still think they will hit the wild card. Uh, so that being said, let's start with the Packers because that's the first one I listened to today. Uh, so currently, after week eight, uh, Jared, you have predicted them to be six and two. AJ, you had them at five and three, and I also had them at six and two. What went wrong? Devontae Adams. Huge. Um, I would say the run defense alone. And uh, the uh, the inability to catch a football when it matters. Yeah. I Th- think those two things are what have defeated us this year. It's almost confusing. It's like, do they want Aaron Rodgers to fail? And that's why they're just trying to trust him with a bunch of rookies or not making a trade throughout the deadline. They're just like, yeah, you know, you've always done it for us. We drafted Devontae Adams. You're going to be able to figure this out. And, the rookies this year, and Devontae Adams didn't play well, but they still had a number one. And I don't think Alan Lazard can do this all himself and has been dealing with his own injuries. And I think outside of that, they're just kind of projecting. So now you're seeing the full version of what Matt LaFleur is. Not to say he's bad, but it's a lot different when you don't have a Hall of Fame wide receiver with a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame quarterback. And their defense has slipped a little bit. Huh, I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver anymore. I don't yeah, think no, he still is. He for I, sure I is. Mean, if he finished out his career right now, do you think he'd make it to the Hall of Fame like Calvin Johnson yep. did? Yep. yep. Wow. At least minimum Packers Ring of Honor. Oh, for sure, Ring yeah. of Honor for the Packers. Well, Jordy's getting inducted this year. Go for him. Yep. He deserves that. Um, Jordy was awesome. <clears throat> you know, I had him at six and two. I think that I pretty much agree with everything <clears throat> you guys said. Um, number one, the defense for the Packers is underperforming they they're supposed to be a top five lockdown unit and they just haven't been they've been pretty middle tier not necessarily bad but not not a good defense um now typically the packers get away with that because their offense has been stellar um but i think it's shown at least at this point in time lazard is a wide receiver too he's not a wide receiver one um christian watson still his rookie year you can't expect much from a rook but you know, some players can do it, and currently he has not. He's been out a lot, injured a lot. I think Aaron's sick of it. Um, Dobbs, though, has kind of been showing up, right? You know, the development is coming, but again, he's just not there to be a number one wide receiver. And they also have had many games where they only give their best player, outside of Rodgers, Aaron Jones, like 10 touches. Yeah, and I think that had a. I mean, look at look at Aaron Jones's numbers the last couple of times. They've come alive because the last they've been two weeks giving him touches. Yeah, they know? like that's why again I'm I'm taking a risk with AJ Dillon, but yeah, you have to get your best player involved, and we agreed on this. Aaron Jones is going to be their leading receiver and leading rusher. Yep, because that's what they have to work with. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, you know, the way the Chargers do Eckler. It's like a light version of that. Yeah, you know, but he's a better between the tackles runner. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Aaron Aaron Jones still a baller. Um, and then the other thing is, I feel like maybe, and you know, who, what what do I know? Because I'm not in the locker room, but I feel like Aaron Rodgers probably hasn't been. I mean, he's losing for the first time probably in his career. No, Fun to see. no, not in his career. Well, he, he he's had a couple of bad years where it's like started off slow, where they're six and six and ten, or they've never been this bad. Um, not not the start of the season, no, right. 
Because uh, usually it, you, it used to be because you got injured prone on the defense. Now yeah. it's lack of run stuffing. I mean, guys, the, the safeties and cornerbacks are up to a certain extent above middle tier. The run defense is nowhere to be seen. And the Campbell is hurt, and so is their other linebacker. Also, so going into this game, D Swift and Jamal might have both a hundred yard games. Well, that and like the really fun part is, aren't you guys paying like fifteen mil to Sedarius for him to lead the 11. league in sacks right now? He's tied for the lead. He's not in the sole lead. That is still technically first place, though. It is. So you guys are paying him to be on your division rival. I'm Nick, well aware. That's definitely been an even bigger impact than I envisioned, yeah. which is cool for me, obviously. If I'm Jared, I'm, I'm upset right now. But I'm going to not rub it in your face as much as you would have rubbed it into mine. Mm-hmm. Which which would have been brutal. Yeah. Well, oh, I gosh. wouldn't I wouldn't have even remembered. I Either just would have been like, you know. Sure. But it is sure. it is very fun. Zedarious. It's fun to see. I'll say from from most cases, Jared's team is at the top and me and Nick are like that middling team, like trying to just claw and fight for a playoff and you see us the top two and it's really fun nick to look down from the top and then just kind of point at jared like an <laughs> ant on the ground and just laugh in his face you know i actually am sitting down so you guys are above me i'm paying my tribute as a peasant it's fine uh let's talk about the eagles okay so currently at uh this isn't actually super interesting um Oh, I was looking at the wrong numbers okay <laughs> okay this one's a little bit more on pace so after week eight we all had the Eagles sitting at six and two. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, six and one. Six and one. Yeah. My apologies. Um, no, I had five and two. Pretty much. I just losing you back. Did. I you just did. losing back to back games with the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Because I had the Cowboys oh, yeah. I'm, winning I'm, at the end. I'm one. Sorry, let me rewrite this. Uh so I had them at one, two, three, four, five six no i had him at six and one gosh i was high on them uh aj you had him at one two three four five just like you said and then uh jared you also had them at five what's been going right uh everything it's it it is kind of everything yes i know everyone's gonna say that we have one of the easiest schedules but looking at it right now and the teams that we've played currently with their record we've actually played the 10th most difficult schedule because even if you look at it, everyone's like, yeah, you beat Minnesota. They're currently the two seed in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Don't put anything past that. Yes, we beat the Cowboys, but still without Cooper Rush. But we won that game outright. We played like we should have. We've won easy games. We've won you know, really messy games. We played in a monsoon within Jacksonville. And I just think with what Nick Sirianni, who I did not have faith in, with Jalen Hurts, who I did not have faith in, have proven, got to have a little faith. And as they say in Philly, trust the process. It's uh, this combination of Jalen Hurts putting a little bit more together, combination of the play calling, and Jonathan Gannon, again, I had some difficulties. I think he might leave us. He might get a head coach job this year. But his defense has been effective. We're winning games we should win. We're destroying games where we should play like that. Uh, But I think it's just accumulation of Howie Roseman, Jalen Hurts playing better, and then Nick Sirianni coaching some very, very good games. Yeah, I, I mean their defense. Rant. Their defense has been balling out, uh, especially in the secondary. I think they're playing way better than each of us anticipated. Uh, the pass rush is great; it's there. The rushing game is almost second to none. I mean, I think I think the Bears currently lead the rushing yeah. attack, but that's more because they haven't passed at all, opposed to their and rushing they, attack. And being they played so an good. extra game. Uh, there's that as well. Uh, the biggest thing is Jalen Hurts can throw the ball. 
And that was the one thing that we were kind of like, oh, maybe this is probably another spot that's going to hinder them. And uh, it it really hasn't. I mean, A.J. Brown, baller. I you know got him a little cheap in one of the leagues, but it burns me. Yeah. Uh, so AJ Brown baller coming off a three touchdown game. Uh, he's probably going to finish with fifteen touchdowns this year if at least they keep up pace. Just, it's like yeah, this. just caught three on the Steelers. I'm I mean, saying, huge. and those were literally just not even single, all coverage. in double coverage. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. That dude can high a ball or high point a ball. Excuse me, he is exactly what we paid for, and he actually has more yards currently than all of the Tennessee wide receivers combined. So if you're Tennessee. I did not think they would be at this point where they are in the season, but they're definitely missing him because they could be a lot better than what they currently are. So Tennessee, thank you for making a very dumb choice. We signed with a hundred mile, hundred million dollar deal for a reason. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. Any 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 thoughts on the Eagles, Jared? Where you no, guys- you guys already said it all. I mean, I we, we talked about the defense before it even started. We knew the defense was going to be f-ing stacked. Sorry for your custom, but it's cool. It's um, right. it's the Eagles. Yeah. So, I mean, Nick Sirianni, I think he's really getting the people going. There's a good energy in the gym. I'd love that. Have you seen the Batman thing? Uh-uh. The whole the whole Batman vibe? It's fantastic. I would say Jason Kelsey was walking around when we put our second string in. Our thing is, so Darius Slay at the beginning of the season was like, yeah, we have A.J. Brown, who is swole Batman. We have Devontae Adams, who's skinny Batman. And then we have Quez Watkins, who's fast Batman. Now that's our vibe. We have the credo, just like we did with the underdog season. Love it. We got to have that vibe, that camaraderie. And even Chris Long, who's part of that 2017 team, has came out and said, this team right here that we're seeing has the same vibe that we did, could be dangerous. We'll see. You guys are already dangerous. It's not even could be. You are. Yeah. Uh, The Bills are the Bills. I already told you how I feel about that division reference. Uh, Let's talk about the Vikings. Currently, the Vikings are six and one. Um, after week eight, um, Jared, you had them at two and six. AJ, you had them at four and four. I had them at seven and one. That was brutal. Oh. <laughs> Broke my Van Halen thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jared just hit his head on the ceiling. I hope you're okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, I'm we're, good. Good. we're good. We're good. We're uh, good. So, anyhow, Vikes six and one. Uh, so I just want to start with this. So currently the Vikings have CJ, they have JJ, they have KJ. Now they have TJ. Perfect. Uh, AJ, you were born in Minnesota, correct? <laughs> correct. So I just want to kind of preface this like, what gives you the right? I have all the right because I'm talking about those guys. Who? <laughs> That's my do cousin you TJ. You are? <laughs> I'm AJ. Yeah, I'm not on that list. You could be a part of this. Okay, I'm just That's saying. The, the offer's on the table. It's my we cousin. We could have AJ, CJ, JJ, KJ, TJ. You I mean, I didn't we just need myself. an RJ, to be I, honest. I didn't apply myself. That's what it is. Uh, so that being said, uh, yeah, so I had them at I had them at six and one. Um, uh, actually, AJ, you had them at four and three. Jared, two and five. What has gone right for the Vikings? I would say what's gone right for the Vikings is they're closing out games properly. And I would also say what's going right for the Vikings is Darius Smith is there. And Daniil yeah. Hunter is also healthy. So their pass rush is a machine. I'm not going to lie. Their line. I think they're the current number one line in the league. Am I wrong? Uh, they are. They're in the top 10. They're not number one. Okay. I know they at least have the highest graded tackle in the league right now. Tackle duo. Which is absolutely insane. I, I definitely thought it was going to be going to be the Eagles, and we talked about it within the you know the NFC's breakdown. But right now, 
this is what the Vikings team has been missing is a good offensive line, a good defensive line, which if you're going to be a good playoff team and actually make it far, you have to have basically a built-in trench and then you build outside of that. They have the pieces. Kirk Cousins is, is playing like he does. Justin Jefferson's actually not had a touchdown since what, week one? He has not had a receiving touchdown. He's had touchdowns. No, see, because he had that little, I know. That little pitch and run touchdown. Yeah. Sad. Yes, yeah, so you saw it. Um, but I think that's where they have to get right. But at the same time, like Jared said, they're winning the games that they didn't last year. And that's what's making – like this is how good they could have been had they won a lot of those games that they let slip in the well, last two Well, let's, let's not get this wrong. This is the best the Vikings have done in like a decade. So it really is. So I, I wouldn't say that, oh, it's because this is what we didn't do like right like like you could say that about every year, right? Oh, we didn't do this right last year. I just think that the new head coach and the new management has really gotten the team back together again and they're playing as a more of a unit than I would say individually, which is good. Good for football. Yeah, I, and, I agree hundred percent. And the only team they lost to is like the team they should have lost to because they got spanked. Yep. Um so yeah, awesome. Well, I'll see you in the playoffs. Um, so, Sounds good. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Kevin O'Connell in town, opposed to Mike Zimmer. Not that Zimmer was a bad coach, but we've talked about this before. Sometimes coaches' messages just get stale. And especially looking at last year, the team was not having fun while they were playing. And at the end of the day, this is a game. And if you're not having fun doing it, you're not gonna. You're just not going to do well. And that's kind of true to work all around, right? It doesn't necessarily matter what industry you're doing. If you hate your job you're not going to do well. It, that's just human nature, right? Uh, a couple of things that I think are going right for the Vikings is number one, the defense has not been giving up uh, scores in the last two minutes of games, which is huge. The defense hasn't necessarily been playing lights out, but when it comes down to scoring, especially in those last two minutes, they've been doing great. Uh, we actually, if you guys listened to the podcast earlier from eight weeks ago, uh, we actually talked about, you know, if the Vikings didn't have those two minute scores in, they actually would have finished 15 and two last year. So they're actually playing kind of similar to how they were last year. We're just kind of on the right side of the ball this time. You know, we are stopping it. We're not letting the other team score and steal the wins. There's no fluky plays happening. Um, so maybe that's a little bit of like the football gods being like, Hey, Minnesota, here's some football luck after last year. Um, or maybe it's just the fact that they're playing as a cohesive unit. Uh, number two, uh, at the end of the day, this is a high powered passing offense. Maybe not quite like the Bills were, um, but we're out of that old school. We're just going to run the ball and play hard nosed defense. You know, we're definitely a more modernized team, and Kevin O'Connell uh, definitely understands what the modern game is and has adapted the Vikings to it. And that's why they're six and one. Um, obviously, I wish they would have beat the Eagles, but you know what? That was in Philly, and that score might be bad, but that game was closer than the score indicated because there was again that one Irv Smith. Drop, yeah, which would have been a touchdown, yeah. which would be a totally different game at that point because we're which playing is, different styles. Which is the and same now, thing from 2017. And now, TJ Hawkinson, I mean, is he going to drop that ball? Maybe. I mean, he's no Dallas Goddard. I doubt it. I doubt it. TJ Hawkinson is definitely a Dallas Goddard. I think Dallas is better. What uh, Based on what? Availability. That's it? And just like, <laughs> and especially so, and, if, and add if you were to look at like yards after the catch, Dallas Goddard, at least through like week five, was second in yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. He was willing to take those hits, keep fighting. And yes, Hawk is to a certain level, but TJ Hawkinson is also used as a blocker a lot more, where Dallas is much more used as a receiving back. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it might be fantasy to, you know, just general ability within like your team. But now that he is on the Vikings, could be a difference. I still think Dallas is better. 
Huge bias. I def yeah, definitely huge bias. Because I, I, I think Dallas is good, but I don't think he's better than TJ Hawk. I don't think there's many tight ends better than TJ Hawk. That's why I said earlier in this podcast I was so shocked that it happened because I didn't even think I didn't even think Hawkinson was like a player to be dealt. I didn't honestly I wouldn't I think we both thought it was gonna be Mike Gusecki. That's why I was so stoked on Gusecki because I was thinking like, oh, that would be a good player. We could, you know, I thought for sure the Vikings were gonna pull in some mid-tier tight end to just kind of solidify the role. But no, they went out and got they got a playmaker, which is cool. And at the end of the day, Hawkinson's like six five, six six, something like that. And the one thing the Vikings are kind of lacking in the red zone is that big bodied receiver. And TJ Hawkinson fills that role. Is he going to be good this week? Probably not. Maybe not even the week after, but like He'll get there. two to four weeks from now, he's going to be a nice solid piece on the Vikings offense. Agreed. Uh, so that being said, uh, Vikings 6-1, Eagles 7-0, Pack 3-5. and let's, re- let's, re- come, let's come back to this at the end of the season. Cool. All right. All right. So that being said, uh, let's, where are we at? Earth. Uh, we're at 39 minutes. Do you guys want to preview the games or should we just kind of get these guys out of here? We can preview it really quick. Because yeah, real about quick. There, there's what three less games? L- no bets, just no straight bets. pick them. Yeah, win loss. Right, you got it. You got it. All right, previewing the, previewing the games this time. I'm just gonna go straight down my NFL app since uh, I mean that's just the easiest way for me yeah. to do it right now. Uh, so starting off, we have the Vikings at the Commanders noon game. Go Vikes! Vikes! Vikings! Uh, Thursday we got the Eagles at the Texans. Eagles. Go Houston. Blow up. No, we're going Eagles. Uh, then we got the Chargers at the Falcons. This one's tricky. I'm going to go Falcons. Chargers. I got the Chargers coming off the bye. Let's do it. Uh, we got the Dolphins at the Bears. Let's go Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins defense gets a touchdown. We got a lot of away wins this week. Uh, the Panthers at the Bengals. Bengals for sure. Yep. Even though they did not yep, look too Yep, Bengals. Hot. Yep. At home. Uh, we got the Packers at the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. Me the Packers. I'm taking the Packers too. I'm not falling for that. Uh, I've seen that tale 30 times. Yeah, tale as old as time. Uh, okay, so we got the Raiders at the Jaguars. Taking the Jaguars. the Jaguars. Yeah, nice. Raiders do not look good. I was saying that last week. I'm also going Jags. Uh, we have the Colts at the Patriots. Patriots. Go on the Patriots. JT might miss this game. And Me they too. got Ellinger. Yeah. Sam. That, yeah. No, thank and you. Bill, Belichick yeah, Bill Belichick against feast. rookies. No, he's gonna feast that that week. We got the Bills at the Jets. Bills, it, easy. I'm taking the Jets. Uh, actually, spread bet in this week. Oh, that's different. Okay, I'm taking you scared, spread bet. But you yes. scared me take, for a minute. Taking there. the spread bet, but Bills win. Uh, yeah, for sure, Bills. I Zach think we Wilson. have like 70 percent away teams picked right now. Uh, we have the Seahawks at the Cards. I'm going Cardinals. Going Seahawks. Hmm, that's tough pick. Going Cardinals mm. at home though. Exactly. We got They're the better away team. Yeah, but they're playing at home. I this one it. is an interesting one. We got the Rams at the Bucks. Rams. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm gonna go. The Rams don't look very good. Neither, Neither do, the, do Bucks. the Bucks. Yeah, yeah but they're playing gonna, at home. I'm gonna go the Rams also. Actually, yeah, the Rams beat the Bucks a couple of years ago in Tampa. I'm taking the Rams. There you go. Heck yeah. Take the, right, the Rams. Be on the right, right side of history. Well, and it's supposed <laughs> to be a fuller moon, so I think uh Sean McVay might do his vampire thing. It might be well. cool. All right, we got the Titans visiting the Chiefs. I think we're all picking the Chiefs there. Yep. Uh, and yes. then lastly, we got the Ravens visiting the New Orleans Saints. Taking the Saints. Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens too. Taking um, the Saints. Ravens just 
they're not the same team they were in the first three weeks. Well, they're they, not. they just got healthier, though. Outside of, yeah, Rashad what? Bateman's not oh, losing, aside, on losing the, other offensive The defensive side of the ball got healthier. Yes, thank you for the clarification. The defense just got healthy. They just added Roquan Smith. That's going to be the difference. All three of Andy Dalton's touchdowns last week, or at least two of them, went to Alvin Kamara. Can you do the same with Roquan on there? I don't know. I'm going to go Ravens. I think I think Alvin Kamara might might finish off as a top three running back this year. I'll say it's, it's possible. He's at least going to have four, what, next six touchdowns against you this week? Yeah, possibly. We seven or eight. I we mean, can, well, do they play we the Vikings this year? No. Oh, it's no. just AJ plays me in a league oh, gotcha. and he lost before. And so he's, he's two and six, to, so know. he needs a win. Ooh. Oh, that's dusty. It is. Danger. <laughs> All right. Danger. That being said, uh, that pretty much sums up uh, this week's pod. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back next Wednesday. This is Nick signing off. AJ, peace out. Jared. Adios. On fourth and three.